Blog Talk Radio. We want to say greetings to everyone and thank you all so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hawk Bolden and we're so grateful to the Lord uh, to be able to share with you things that the uh, Lord has uh, laid on our hearts to share. All right, so uh, if you have your Bibles, let's go to the, actually let's go real briefly to the 15th chapter of the book of Proverbs. We'll go back and read over this scripture. The 15th chapter of the book of Proverbs. And we're going to start reading at verse 1. I'll read verse 1. It says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So that lets us know uh, that there are two sides to this, a soft answer and grievous words. And and there are two results in using uh, either one. Uh, soft answer, it turns away wrath. In other words, it'll make a situation better. Uh, it could help calm somebody's mood. Uh, many of us, we've been in a bad mood, and somebody's soft answer towards us have helped to calm us down. Uh, so we would we and we have also come across somebody who was in a bad mood. But uh, our soft answer have helped to to uh, uh, extinguish the situation. But also on the other side of that, grievous words stir up anger. And then we've been in that as well, where our words could be grievous uh, towards someone, and basically we make the situation worse. It, it, we may not start the situation, but we, we, we're determined to finish it. In other words, we, we can make it worse uh, with our words. And, of course, that's not uh, God's will in any, in any given situation. You see that? In verse 2, it says, the tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. So it, look at what it says, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge. And so what is that telling us? That uh, somebody who's wise, they're going to think before they speak, they speak, and they're going to be able to observe the situation for what it is. And they're going to, so their knowledge is knowing basically where the devil wants to take it, and knowing how how God want to want you to speak, you know, and the things to say. So, you you use knowledge, aright. Now, in other words, uh, rightly. So, what does that mean? The knowledge could be this. You know, this person have approached me in a bad manner. So that's the knowledge. This person have approached me in a bad manner, and I can do uh, one or two things. I could either help. The situation will make it worse. Now, but using knowledge right, you could be. It depends on what you're focused on. If you're focused on self and thinking, oh, so yeah, they 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 will post me with some foolishness. I can't believe they did that. You see that? You know, self says I deserve better. In other words, but if you're using knowledge rightly, in other words, then you say, you know, it's not really about me. Yes, they've approached me with some foolishness or approached me in a foolish way, but it's not about me. I, I'm going to help this situation. I see what the devil is trying to bring. I can see that how the devil, where the devil want to take this, you know, And but a, a lot of us, we we so stuck on self and can't get over self 
that we feel like we have to do something about it. We have to do something about it. And you see, that was David's issue. Let's go now to the 25th chapter of the book of 1 Samuel. That was David's issue. We're continuing reading where we left off. Um, he was in a place where he needed some help, and he remembered that he had uh, done some things for Nabal's servants and, and guarding uh, Nabal's flock and making sure that the men were safe while they were guarding his flock as well. And so he, in his mind, he uh, he sends to Nabal and makes himself Nabal's son. In other words, uh, I'm putting myself beneath you and, uh, and my servants are your servants as well. And, you know, whatever you whatever you have time to do it, then do it for us. In other words, however you feel led, please uh, help us. And, uh, you know, with, with material things. And uh, Nabal responds in a way that's not pleasing to David. Uh, basically, he, he says no, but the way he says it as well, that, you know, uh, basically belittling David as far as him being a servant of Saul and how he, he feels like David have uh, uh, ran off on Saul and things like that. And so so David doesn't like it. And immediately he goes from being the man's son and my service are your servants and, you know, and, and he, he immediately goes from that to all things. And so David's men tell him what Nabal says. And and so let's pick up at verse 13. He says, And David said unto his men, Gird ye on every man his sword. And they girded on every man his sword. And David also girded on his sword. And there went up to David about 400 men and 200 abode by the stuff. But one of the young men told Abigail, Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our master. And he railed on them. You see that? So there was the there was the grievous words there, what we had read earlier, uh, that how he railed on them and basically told them, yeah, yeah I'm not accepting you as a son uh, because you, you, you're you not faithful. And besides that, you know, no, I'm not going to give you any stuff. I, I'm keeping my stuff to myself, you see. So verse 15 says, but the men were very good unto us, and we were not hurt, neither missed we anything. As long as we were conservant, conversant with them, when we were in the fields, they were a wall unto us, both by night and day, all the while we were with them keeping the sheep. Now therefore know and consider what wilt thou, what thou wilt do. For evil is determined against our master and against all his household. For he is such a son of Belial that a man cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves and two bottles of wine and five sheep ready dressed and five measures of parched corn and a hundred clusters of raisins and two hundred cakes of and laid them on ashes and she said unto her servants, Go on before me, behold I come after you, but she did but she told not her husband Nabal. And it was so as she rode on the ash that she came down by the cover of the hill, and behold David and his men came down against her and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain have I kept all that this fellow had in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that pertained unto him, and he had requited me evil for good. Now, let me make this clear. I want you to see what made David go from being a son to wanting to kill the man. Because he already had in his mind what he was owed. 
what makes a person respond, now I'm using that term, respond with grievous words versus a soft answer because they already have in their mind what they are owed. Let me make this clear. Naturally so, you may think that you are owed respect. Naturally so, you may think that you deserve to in a respectful manner or to be dealt with in a respectful manner. But nowhere in the Bible does it tell you that that's the case. You know, uh, Jesus, the Bible says that the Lord, Jesus Christ, he came to this, came into his own, and his own received him not. In other words, naturally, so I, we, we should be talked to. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be. We should be talked to with respect. We should be talked to uh, in a way that's, that's calm and things like that. But, you, you know, we can't be so full of ourselves to know that the Lord Jesus Christ was disrespected, that people came against him, and they won't do the same thing for us. You see that? And I'm not saying that we should expect to be disrespected or anything like that, but I am saying that you, we are not, we shouldn't think that we are above it. You see that? And so a lot of times uh, we return things uh, with grievous words. We respond with grievous words because we already have in our mind what we deserve and what, you know, and, and all of that. You see that? So look at what verse 21 says. Now David had said, surely in vain have I kept all that this fellow has in the wilderness. Now, here's the thing about it, what David didn't see at that moment. He didn't have a contract with this man. The reality was the man didn't owe him anything. Now, that was the reality. The reality was, it was the man's. It was the man's stuff. It was his right to keep the stuff. You see that that was the reality. Now we just have to say it the way that it is. You know. Now I think the nice thing to do would have been for the man to say to consider. You know what? He did keep my. He did help watch over my stuff, and my 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 people were guarded by his his army and and things like that. And so I am going to. To, to reward him. Now, that would have been the godly thing to do. Now, So we're not negating that, but that was the godly thing to do. But the fact of the matter was, this was his stuff, and he didn't owe David anything. Now, I have to make that clear. It was his stuff, and he did not have to give David anything. You see that? Now, we, we have to make that clear. You see, we have to make that clear. We, we know that now... I, I, we have to say this, it would, it would have been the godly thing to do, you know. But, again, he didn't owe David anything. You see that? He didn't owe David anything. Now, we have to make that clear. Now, we're making that clear for you. Nobody owes you respect. You see that? Nobody owes you respect. And so there will be times when you approach in a nasty manner. There will be times when people... Um, uh, uh, do things or say things or come with, you know, grievous words. And so if you're stuck on what you are owed or what you think you are owed, then you will, it, that's the catalyst that the devil needs for you as a believer to respond in a nasty way with grievous words. See that? So we have to make that clear. See, we have to make that clear. Verse 22, so and more also do God unto the enemies of David. If I leave all that pertain to him by the morning light, any that pisses against the wall, he's talking about men. In other words, I'm going to kill every man in his household. 
That was David's mindset. Now, see what what happens there? We get disrespected. Uh, somebody approaches us in a way, and if we're not careful, all of our responses outside of godly responses is meant to be just as bad as what the other person brought to us. Does that make any sense? In other words, somebody approaches us with, with disrespect, we're going to make it a point to up the ante. And I'm going to be more disrespectful towards you. Now, I want you to think about something. I mean, let's think about it. David was a servant of God. Now, no doubt. Now, we're not we're not saying he wasn't a servant of God. I'm not, you know, we're not saying he wasn't a servant of God. But I want you to think about it. David wants to kill the man and all the men in his household because he couldn't get some sheep, some food, and some, you know, some clothes and some necessities in life. So it goes from the man telling him, no, I'm not going to give you anything. You're not a faithful servant or whatever, to I'm going to kill you and all the men in your household. And that, you see what I'm saying there? And that's not an equal trade-off. Why didn't David say, you know what, he ain't got to give it to me. I'm going to take it. I'm just going to, and what are you going to do about it? I'm just going to go there and take it. You see, so in other words, what happens is when you return evil for evil, your evil is that the evil that is returned is a, usually a lot worse than what was originally brought to you. I want I, you think about this trade-off here. How do some sheep, clothes, and food equal the man's life and the lives of his servants that can't go against what their boss say? You see, so you, I, I want you to get it there. That is where the devil brings you. That's what makes you guilty when you return evil for evil. When when evil is returned, is oftentimes more uh, more grievous than what was originally brought. That's 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 the whole point there. That it multiplies, and then if they if they decide to bounce back off of what you said, then theirs is a, that's the whole second brick. Mine is going to be a lot worse than yours. And you think I can shut you down by? making mine worse than what you brought it to me, except that's not the case. See, when pride is there, pride got to be the biggest one. See, it, it's got to be, mine has to be worse than yours. Mine, I'm going to shut you down. And then the other person, the devil telling them the same thing. Well, when you say this, that's going to shut them down. And, and nobody gets shut down, you see that. Nobody, it, 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 at some point, uh, it gets worse and worse. And so at some point, you have to figure out, you know what, let me just shut up. Let me just be quiet, you see. So let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 23, and when Gabrielle saw David, she hasted and lighted off the ass and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground. Now, that shows us the third party there and how we, the Lord, have called us to be peacemakers. You see that? He has called us to be peacemakers. Um you see a situation between two people, and you know something's not right between them. You can be prayerful and ask the Lord for wisdom of how you can help uh, the, resolve the situation. You see that in much the same way that Abigail was doing. You see that. You, you, can, you can see where something is going, and you can be the peacemaker. You can be the one with, soft, the, the, with the soft answer versus, you know, what's going on between the two parties or whatever. You can come and satisfy people 
with your soft answer, even even though you have nothing to do with it. You see that? God has called us to be peacemakers. So let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 24, and fell at his feet and said, upon me, my Lord, upon me, let this iniquity be. And let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thine audience and hear the words of thine handmaid. So you see how humble she was? She said, basically, what you were going to do over there, let that be upon me. If you're going to kill them, kill me. Let let my life suffice for the life of my husband and, and, and the men in the household. You see that? But I'm asking you this. Lend me your ear. Let me talk to you. Now, see, I think that's a very important point when, when you're talking about dealing with people who has a, have a tendency to go from zero to 60. You can talk to them and say, can I can I talk to you and will you be willing to listen to me? Now, I'm telling you, that goes a long way instead of you assuming that because they're sitting there that they're automatically tuned in. Because a lot of times that's what happens in arguments. People ain't listening to one another. That's the whole reason why they argue. Then ain't nobody listening to anybody. You know, you hear one or two words, and, I, and I, especially when you're dealing with somebody that's already got their mind made up about everything, hey, you know, you, you have to ask, so are you going to hear what I'm saying? Are you, are you going to be willing to listen to what I'm saying? Is it okay if I talk to you and you, you listen? You see that? And that helps to get them in a place. And really it helps to calm them down to listen. Because some folks, I'm telling you, they just got in their mind what they think, and ain't nobody going to tell them anything different. You see that? They, it's like if you, try to calm, if you try to talk to them without approaching them the right way, it's like they just, that devil just got a, a, a wall up where they just ain't trying to hear nothing. Now they're hearing what you're saying, but they're not hearing you. They already got their mind made up, and they're getting offended that you're trying to convince them otherwise of what they think. You see that? And so here, Abigail is why. She she knows she's standing in the presence of a killer. Now, she knows that. Now, we ain't going to make no bones about it. David was a killer. Now, if you don't, you don't think that, you just go read your Bible. He was a killer. You see that? God's servant, but a killer. You see? And so she knows she's in the presence of a killer. She knows that the that he's he's ready to kill, that his anger is there, and, and he's mad enough to not only kill the man that offended him, but to kill all the other men that had nothing to do with you know, the decision that Nabal made. You see that? And so she knows I, I'm in the presence of a killer. I'm in the presence of somebody that's ready to chop some heads, you see that? Uh, but listen, David, uh, that anger that you got, let that be towards me. Now, can I have your ear for a minute? Can I talk to you for a minute? You see that soft answer there? Now, not only with the words, but the way that she did it, she got off of her horse and she bowed at his feet. And now that's something for us, you see, to consider there. You see that? Don't, if you really desire the ear of a person, don't be, don't be too proud to humble yourself to get that ear. You see that? Don't be too proud to, to humble yourself to get that ear. So let's go ahead and keep reading, and especially married people. You see, especially you married people that, that's married or those that are in relationships. You want somebody's ear, don't be too proud to bow. You see that? Don't be too proud, in other words, to humble yourself to get that ear. You see that? Because that, that's another thing. Uh, people ain't got to listen to you. You see that? Now, that, 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 that you're not owed. Somebody don't owe you their ear. You see that? So that, that you, 
you just have to understand. You don't think just because you got a, a mouth and you like to talk that people just got to give you their ear. That's the reason why, you know, even before these messages go forth, I, I thank everybody for tuning in because I know you can tune in somewhere else or just not tune in anywhere at all. You see that? Because uh, people don't owe you their ear. People ain't got to listen to you. Now, you have to know that. I know that you think, that you know, that just because you're talking, folks just supposed to sit there and listen, but nobody has to listen to you. Nobody, you know, nobody owes you their ear. You see, now, if you get over yourself, you might be able to return with a soft answer. You see that? Now, that's why we say that sometimes, get over yourself. You see, because somebody got you thinking that you're old something that you're not, that you're not old. All right, so let's go and keep reading. Verse 25, let not my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial, even Nabal. You see that? So you see what she's saying now? Don't regard him. And that's a clue to us. We are not to regard the evil that people do. In other words, don't don't let the, that, the evil that they're doing get to you. Everybody see even Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and Father is with him. But I, thine handmaid, saw not the young men of my Lord, whom thou didst send. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord hath withholden thee from coming to shed blood, and from avenging thyself with thine own hand, now let thine enemies and they that seek evil to my Lord be as Nabal. Now, I want you to notice what she said there. God has kept you from avenging yourself. Uh, you know, you could sit there and think that David had a right, you know, and that his mind was in the right place. And, and of course, if you've heard me, you know, talk about this before, you know that Nabal ends up dying. So you could sit there and think that that David had a right of that uh, to to come there with that, but he didn't. The, the Bible makes it clear. God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. So we don't have, if somebody comes to you with foolishness or approach you in the wrong manner or whatever the case is, you you answering back in a, in a, with grievous words, that's really you avenging yourself. You see that? But if, if, if somebody have approached you in the wrong way, then you let the spirit of God convict them. You see that? But don't you do it by, you know, because now you're going to need to be convicted if you return evil for evil. See that? So, no, we're not going to say that lie. Uh, David did not have a right to go there and kill that man. You see that? David did not have a right to go there and kill the man's servants, all of the men in his household, in other words. That was something he should allow God to, to handle. And so God, through the wisdom of this woman, uh, come there to get his attention. David, you know you're about to avenge yourself. You know you're about to get out of my will. You're about to do something that's going to cost you down the road. You see that? Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 27, And now this blessing which thy handmaid hath brought unto my Lord, let it even be uh, given unto the young men that follow my Lord. I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thy handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house. Because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord, and evil hath not been found in thee all thy days. Yet a man risen is risen to pursue thee and to seek thy soul. But the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life with the Lord thy God, and the souls of thine enemies. Them shall he sling out as out of the middle of a sling. And it shall come to pass, when the Lord shall have done 
to my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning thee, and shall have appointed thee rule over Israel, that this shall be no grief unto thee, nor offense of heart unto my Lord, either that thou hast shed blood, blood causeless, or that my Lord hath avenged himself. But when the Lord hath, shall have dealt with, well with my Lord, then remember thine handmaid. So you see what she's saying there? There's no doubt, David, that God is with you. And and the day is going to come. Now, I want you to notice how she's praising him, you know, praising him. Now, that that's that soft answer there. That's part of that. And I'm telling you, some of us, we're, we're just too full of ourselves to speak well of somebody else, especially when we feel like they're approaching us in the wrong manner. You see that? If somebody approaches you in the wrong manner, and you, especially when you know that that's not the norm for them, I think you should do the same thing that this woman did. You know, it's apparent that something is off because this ain't even you. This is not the way you are. You know, you know, this is not, you, you see what I mean? You, you lift people up to where they are supposed to be. You see that? That, 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 and that's what she was doing here. But you notice how she, she's approaching him and she's telling him, look, it is it, no doubt that God is with you and the Lord is going to establish your, your household and the Lord is going to make you king over Israel the way that he promised. Now we all know that he said, she was basically saying, but wouldn't it be a sad thing that all this time you have never gotten out of the way with God. And when God established you as king, that this very thing that you set in your heart to do is going to be a breach in your household, that this very, in other words, this is going to be a, a, a dark spot in your ministry. This one thing here, if you go on to do this, you see that? It, it, it's going to be a, a mark on you. Now, don't don't let that be the case, David. That's what she's saying, basically. No doubt God is with you, but don't don't allow that to be the case. And so here's the thing. When you're responding to people, don't you set a mark over over yourself. You see that? Don't you do that. Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 32, and David said to Abigail, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which sent thee this day to meet me, and blessed be thou advice, and blessed be thou which has kept me this day from coming to shed blood and from avenging myself with my own hand. Everybody see that? Go ahead and keep reading. For in very thee, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, which hath kept me back from hurting thee, except thou hast hasted and come to meet me. Surely there had not been left unto Nabal by the morning light any that pisseth against the wall. So David received of her hand that which she had brought him, and said unto her, Go up in peace to thine house. See, I have hearkened to thy voice, and have accepted thy person. Everybody see so we see how that soft answer, it turned away the wrath that David had felt. And he admitted, he, yeah, I was going to come shed blood. And, I, I, you know, and it was God that brought you. In other words, he admitted, I was wrong for getting on my horse and telling my men to guard their swords, and gird their swords and, and, and follow me to come kill everybody there. Yeah, I was wrong for that. But I'm glad you came because had you not came, by, by tomorrow morning, everybody in your house would have been dead. You see that? So verse 36, and Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he held a feast in his house, 
like the feast of a king. Everybody see that? And Nabal's heart was married within him, for he was very drunken. Wherefore she told him nothing, less or more, until the morning light. But it came to pass in the morning when the wine was gone out of Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him, and he became as a stone. And it came to pass about ten days after that the Lord smote Nabal, that he died. And when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord that hath pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and hath kept his servant from evil. For the Lord hath returned the wickedness of Nabal upon his head, upon his own head. And David sent and communed with Abigail to take her to him to wife. So let me explain what happened there. We cannot assume by reading this that God killed Nabal but just because of what he had refused to give David the things that he desired. The Bible made it clear that Nabal was a, already a wicked and churlish man. He was an evil man already to the point where people didn't want to approach him. So, again, you can't make it even when the Lord avenged evil. You can't make it just about you. Everybody see. So you can't look at this situation and say, well, you know what? Yeah, thank God that, yeah, he, he did that all for David. Nabal was a wicked man before David crossed paths with him. Yeah, so God was avenging his evil heart, period, not just towards David, but towards all of the people that he had been that way towards. You see that? And so, again, the idea is move self out of the way and allow the Lord, you see that, to fight your battle, battles. And when the Lord avenges, it'll be a righteous thing, it, you know. But So what do we do in the meantime? We pray for people. The Bible tells us we're supposed to pray for our enemies and, and love them, you see that, and pray for them. Because at one time we were somebody's enemy, you see that, and then somebody prayed for us. And so we have to, we still have to walk in love towards people. And, and that's going to require getting out of self and not thinking that we are owed something that we're not, you see that, and uh, not thinking that just because we don't get something that we we may be owed, uh, that uh, we have to remember also who our provider is, you see that. So let's not return evil for evil. Let's learn to speak the things according to God's word. Let's not be pulled in into the evil uh, because we feel like we are owed something. But let's learn to speak a soft answer. Let's learn to speak according to God's will and according to God's word into the lives of people so that when it's all said and done, we're still, we, we are still clean. You see that? Don't let people pull you into the mud with them. If they're in the mud, you have to pull them out. You don't jump in there and fight with them. You have to pull them out. You see that? That's our job. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So let's do some reconciling. Amen. So we want to say thank you all for joining us today. We pray that something was said that has blessed you. And we look hearing from you. If this message has been a blessing to you, uh, we, we ask that you will um, send us emails at gtbministries at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing you. And we look forward to speaking with you in the future. Have a blessed day.